Welcome to the Barry Drew Podcast, where we talk all things mindset, personal development, business and entrepreneurship. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Martina, you're very welcome to the Barry Drew Podcast. Do you, Thank you. Do, you, do you feel very special? Oh. <laughs> wonder why I wasn't on long before now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wondered that too, actually. Uh, I think it was just a, a, tr- a timing issue. I just uh, I waited on that one. Um, but anyway, so Martina Crudden, uh, who are you and what are you all about? So you have your, you work for yourself, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. And I know yeah. we're just actually talking off air about what 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 you do do, but uh, for the general human folk, what uh, what kind of work do you do? Yeah, I suppose my path has taken many turns, and yeah, um, yeah I guess where I'm at now is I would have called myself a life and death coach, meaning that death has taught me more about life than than anything really. Um, sounds a little bit drab and drastic, but it, it's the truth and it's reality, and it's all how we look at life and how we look at death and our perceptions. Um, so what do I work at? Well, I'm a, firstly I'm a mother of four beautiful children and a grandmother to two two boys as well. So everything that I feel that I've done has been for them and for to be, well, I guess, two inspire and um, instill and empower my own children firstly and that's where I was at I suppose when I lost my own two children I um, well as you know yourself because you've helped me along the way too Barry is um, finding a place of peace and harmony within yourself again and trying to figure out who you truly are um, in the world and (laughs) have you figured it out yet? (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a good old challenge (laughs) yeah and I mean it's always challenging we're always going to be faced with challenges but again it's what we do with them I feel is what's important you know we can lie down and you know just let everything take over but when you're faced with those challenges well for me personally I wanted to to really um have that opportunity to actually help other people help myself along the way which I didn't realize that I needed to help myself firstly but I was always throwing myself into helping others and so that's why I retrained you know to help others that are going through the, the pain and the difficulties in life that I'd experienced yeah. um, and by doing that with the, the road safety programs you know connecting with young people also really highlighting issues that are out there in the world that maybe we don't really think about until it comes to our own door so you know that's really where it started for me was through the healing work and trying to um i guess have a little bit of insight into different issues that are going on within our within ourselves and within others and just having compassion for for one another whatever that throws up you know it's it's support and it's community to me is was, has always been very important to try and help one another through our difficult times and is that uh, is that something that 
I suppose the compassion, you know, the two C's there, compassion and community, is that something that helped helped you through your more challenging times? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's only when you face, you know, adversity in your own life that you see the amazing people that you have around you. Yeah. Um, and the more I felt maybe I was supporting them, they were also supporting me. So it goes hand in hand, really. Um, the young people sometimes get an awful bad rap, but it was the young people that were absolutely amazing through our journey of grief and loss and pain. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's it's who we are at the core of everything, isn't it? Really, is at the heart of everything. It's, you know, community, family. We're all one big family. Sometimes we don't get on with them all, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> that's another story. People don't get on with their family. Well, their immediate family was the one big family too. But yeah, yeah, yeah there. I think uh, it's definitely a. There's a book by um, John O'Donoghue, you know, and he speaks with a, 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 a hunger to belong. Yeah. You know that belonging about longing to belong. He's a beautiful writer. Yeah. But yeah. just echoes out the what you said there, just about about community. I have a resistance to that word, like because I don't know. I find it, sometimes find it a little bit divisive, you know, like this community, that community. But as you say, the collective, the a collective community, and the the compassion. And when you from from your own experience, like how how did you how did you experience compassion? Like how how did you recognize it? I mean, it's all. I suppose, how is it offered to you or shown? I know it's a. <laughs> I hadn't intended to ask that question, but. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not always the big grand gestures. It's the simple things, yeah. you know. That's what I noticed was, you know, even where I live, I'm kind of basically in the middle of nowhere, um, which is somewhere. <laughs> I know, but it's, you know, even there was ladies in in the area that whenever Daniel had died, you know, they'd come with with a dinner. Because they knew that, you know, just to even yeah. take that out of the equation that you may not be functioning to the best of your ability, but you still had other children to even provide for. So yeah. even, you know, just those are the things that mean the most to me is those simple kind gestures yeah. that you, that people don't even realize that it's going to make a difference because you yeah. think it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. But it's those simple kind acts that actually it, it's it meant everything to me. So if I can repay that in some you know it's it could be a kind word it could be a wee note or a letter to someone just it's the same I always strip it back and I always feel it's the simple things that make such a huge impact in the world yeah so we don't always have to be going out safe in the world because not not everybody wants to be saved either by the way <laughs> so that was one of the things that I discovered you know in my yeah. own, in my learning and you know relearning and unlearning everything that I thought I knew it's everything brought back to the simple acts of kindness and care and spirituality and what you think might look spiritual isn't necessarily you know yeah. it, everything's a spiritual act as far as I can see even the things that are the tough you know people in your life that you know can be challenging but there's always a lesson or something to learn from that as well so mm. the simple acts of kindness to me were you know the dinners and um, people calling which would have happened for about a year or so just people always wanting to connect with you and yeah. um, and that you know in itself helps you along in the process of healing you don't might you might necessarily see it at the time but you know a year or two later then you realize that wow that that was special there, 
they're the things that stay that have stayed with you. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I suppose this is a. I don't know if it's a question to you or just an open-ended question. Like, but uh, with with that, is it does it does it from your like you you've had first-hand experience of well, most people have first-hand experience of of some form of death. But is it a, even though it's obviously tinged with the grief and the sadness, but does it bring out? Have you seen that it's, 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 it brings out compassion in people that are or a softening in people? In one end, I know it's mixed in with the 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 pain of of the loss, like. But is is that what you're kind of speaking about, or is that what you you've experienced yourself? Yes, I know you said is this a question for me, but yeah, I've yeah. I've experienced um. And also it helped me, I've experienced all that compassion, that love, that care, the community. And I've also given that as well in return. So yeah. I find what, it, what has come to me, I've wanted to also give back, you know, whether it was to the hospitals that, you know, we would have dealt with, whether it was for different organizations that I could give something back. Yeah. Um, in return, I feel it's, you know, it all goes hand in hand. And generally we don't make, a difference in a certain you know it could be cancer research or it could be you know death or road safety or it doesn't matter what it, it's generally what has impacted you yeah. that you take in turn you know and suicide prevention is a big thing for me too because I found myself in such a place that I was so low that I wanted to, to leave this world because I couldn't deal with the pain and um, that it helped me see life in a different way through the sickness you know, I'm so thankful and so grateful for all the sickness that I even had and experienced myself, that it actually led me to have a near-death experience. Not saying that that was probably the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I see the blessing in it all because um, it helped me to, to look at life in a totally different way and to have compassion for everyone, regardless of what their life may look like. It can look perfect or it can look like shit. But you actually have no idea what's going on with people. So it helped me to see everyone in a different in a different light and see myself. Like, you know, I had to everything I thought I knew. I I was basically like a newborn child that had to relearn everything that I thought was real in yeah. in my world, you know. Yeah. But yeah. And how like how does that other than the the obvious fact that it happened like but how does that or did that process happen for you like do you just wake up one morning or on a hospital bed or you know when when did i suppose the better question or way to put it when did the, the penny drop or was there multiple little things that just kind of uh, steered you towards a different perspective so to speak because many yeah, people I... <laughs> reason why, many people have been in like may have had similar situations but may not have may have stayed stuck in, in that hamster wheel which is very obviously understandable and easy to see why and how yeah and I, the thing is i don't feel you don't even realize the space that you're in when you're in it yeah. you know it's it's like this it's just a gathering of events and experiences that just seem to you know it's like on mountain <laughs> and it seems too far to even overcome then you know so for me I had to literally die for it to actually experience 
fucked or something else here. You know, right. I couldn't see any other way out of the pain. I, I thought I was doing everything right, doing the counseling, doing the healing work, doing everything. But nobody ever explained to me about the thoughts and how the thoughts were having an impact on my physical body, which was breaking down, you know, my organs. Everything was like from head to toe was starting to shut down because nobody actually explained how those thoughts and reliving the events over and over again in your head was having such an impact on my physical body. Yeah. And when I heard that for the first time, the penny dropped that this is why I was so fucking sick or how I was, you know, you think you're coping, you think you're, you're well and you think you're functioning. Basically just, well, I was in fight or flight for, I'd say yeah. for, for years, but didn't even realize it. But when I heard, you know, how I'd be driving in the road and how I'd experience, you know, coming across Daniel's accident and all the events that led after that. And plus I was pregnant at the time and trying to get through that and then trying to get through a court case and all of these things that were just, it was like one event after another. And when you're reliving it and going over it again in your head, it's having a, a physical impact on your body as well. So that was what the turning point when I understood that, like even when I had my near death experience, I knew death was not the end of this life that we were eternal beings, which I didn't really believe until I actually experienced it. Yeah. And um, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And I guess when I went and studied NLP um, in London, that was, uh, I came back a different person. I feel after that just, week, just for those who may not know what, what is NLP. Yeah, neuro-linguistic programming. So again, it's all about how your the mind and you know the impacts of your thoughts have on your physical body and also just your you basically, well, for me, I had so much trauma in my life that I didn't even realize was a traumatic event. Yeah. Um and with the hypnotherapy and with NLP and with you know. I don't know why when I went to London, I thought I didn't know why I was going, but I knew that there was a reason I was being led there. And I felt that it was going to be the key for me and my, I guess, turning things around for me in my own life, but also that I'd be able to help others, you know, go through the process, not just through grief, but or suicide, you know, or anything like that, you know, but I felt, well, this could be something. I'm not saying it's the answer for everybody, but it was what was what I needed at the time because I was still doing lots of other healing modalities. My my grandmother was a healer. I had great faith, so I had you know had a good background in that way too. You didn't lick so, it off the ground, as I say. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just another piece of the puzzle, wasn't it? For me, it was just another piece yeah. of the puzzle that I was able to understand me and understand what was going on within my my mind and my body. And for everyone, the energy around me as well, that it was having an in, impact on others. Um, you in, think you're fine, you know. Yeah. As in you, when you say the impact, how your own mental and emotional state was impacting on others. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. A, that's obviously changed now that you're fixed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't mean fixed, but that was a in terms of like you know your shift or your growth like have you seen the impact of or the influence Absolutely. of how you've changed how that's influenced or changed maybe relationships with yourself and uh, those around you 
absolutely and not, and not just with me but I started to notice the energy in the house would be different or because I was making getting up early and doing you know making sure that I was okay prepped first in the morning you know getting up six o'clock in the morning getting into meditation um even putting on music that actually uplifted me and made me feel good you know yeah. that all had a huge impact on how I was within myself and then I noticed that the children started to be in better form as well and they were having their own issues you know we had already lost two children they'd watch me being so sick and they were also questioning well which one of us is next you know this is yeah. like to them it felt like death was uh, inevitable which it is for us all but it, yeah. they were at a different they were they were thinking differently but um without you actively saying you need to think differently yeah 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 i mean when you, and this is the thing that i always you know if even parents come to me with their children i don't feel it's just the child if there's generally something in the environment it's the same as the cells in our own body it's yeah. the environment that we're actually in and we don't even realize it you know a lot of the time either but it can be simple acts that can change the whole and shift the whole energy around us so um yeah i'm constantly always working on myself so um you use the word fix <laughs> i don't I know, know. That was a, that, yeah that's a very throwaway it, remark like you know that's the assumption that we're, we're actually broken in the first place like absolutely like, yeah um as you said like it's just as how we uh what we do it's what we do with what's happened to us and for us you know i also feel it can happen for us that it can be oh yeah yeah, yeah. massive shifts in our, in our lives and leads us on a path that uh, with more humility and kindness and compassion for others as well so it can really help us if we can see it but sometimes it takes a little bit of time or awareness of um seeing yeah. it all as, well, i imagine it takes um, a, a quite a sizable amount of courage like because intellectually it's easy to, you know it's easy to say there's a there's two sides to everything and blah 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 but when someone you've experienced quite um uh loud life events let's say like I would still imagine it takes quite a bit of courage to look at the other side, you know, the, the potential learning. Yeah, but it's when you look at the other side, then you start to see that it's not all um, bad. Mm. You know, we have this perception of what's good or bad. Yeah. And sometimes just by taking, having a look at it and it really breaks you through to, to see, you know, different patterns in your life that may have been running because, you know, of your, your mindset around it. Mm. Um, but that's yeah that's why i feel it's important that we you know we really examine that because it can be the key that diffuses um so much of that that pain and destruction and suffering i don't feel we're here to suffer I honestly i don't feel even though at times when you're going through the shit it feels yeah. like you're putting this planet just to suffer i don't feel that at all you know i feel we're here to enjoy life and if i can help no matter what we're going through if myself i do this with myself all the time i try and look at both sides and see so that i come back into neutrality so that I'm, my energy is not being given just to one side of it yeah um, and helping others just to see that too but it's not all as you said it takes courage to do that it's not simple 
yeah sometimes it is know. but it isn't <laughs> sometimes you know that's the right thing to do and it's going to help you but you don't want to do it either <laughs> yeah there's huge resistance as well you know and there's 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 the word resistance isn't it yeah and if we're resisting something there's generally something in that that you yeah, need to really examine <laughs> <laughs> and is that something that you you let's say when you are helping people like from your own experience uh, just a, is that something you'd meet quite often the the or the, the resistance um i generally feel when people are coming to me there there's an element that they're ready they're ready for that well, the um, they don't know they don't know what they're ready for, <laughs> ready for change. pardon ready for change yeah 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 sometimes you have to get to a stage where there's nowhere else to, you know there's nowhere else to go it's just you have to face yourself face your inner demons and see what's going on um, and we can avoid that quite a lot but yeah i feel when they come they're it's kind of well worn down <laughs> <laughs> the only way that's is a, up, that sounds the only very, way sounds very uh, discompassionate by the way <laughs> the opposite of compassion but no it's all about how you bring that forth too isn't it yeah really and yeah what what where do you say other than the obvious of what you stated from like you know was it just the passing of your your children and was that that need or i don't know if it was a need or desire to help people or was that was that in you so to speak or is that something that was as part of you and regardless to yeah i feel it's in, i feel that. it's in us all i feel there is that at the core of it it's there but yeah i mean i've always wanted to help people feel good <laughs> yeah you know? so that's what was my question was that drive there before like as all the time anyway well not yeah often or not. yeah but not to the same extent i felt you know um yeah i mean even when when the, daniel would have uh, and jamie lee would have died you know i would have went to groups and stuff but i didn't feel it was the right thing for me um and talking about it's not always the answer i feel for some people you know talking and going over things wasn't always you could go in and to counseling and you could feel um nearly worse leaving because you haven't really had tools or techniques or to cope with whether it be anxiety or the trauma i felt there was just something missing so that's what I felt with different modalities that I've studied and um, it has different pieces. What are the ones that work for you, I suppose, is a, a good question. Um, well, yeah. I feel Reiki definitely helped with my my energetic healing um, neuro-linguistic program and helped me to make sense of it, of the mind. Yeah. Um, John Martini's work I found amazing for called the breakthrough experience helped me to really go into each <laughs> each and every challenge anyway whether you wanted to or not pardon <laughs> look at the upside and the downside whether you wanted to or not yeah, yeah yeah but he brings you to a place where you know he and you said earlier that that doesn't seem very compassionate but it's know, like yeah. It it really is the the um, the elements that sometimes you do need that kick up the ass to actually sit and and look at it, yeah. um and see the good that came from you know the loss as well. But you don't want to look at because it's not 
because all you see is tunnel vision. I have lost my child and this is, there's no way that this, I'm ever going to feel any other way other than grief and pain. And there's also the resistance to letting go and surrendering to that as well. So um, I get it. I, I get it because I've met it. I've faced it head on. So that's what I feel qualifies me to actually be able to sit in a space with someone. Yeah. And actually understand it and know that it's hard. It's so difficult. Um, and and have the compassion that you, you do understand it and you do feel it. And I generally feel their pain as much as well. So I have a great gift for feeling <laughs> feeling pain. <laughs> but um, you could call it a curse, but it, it's um, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. not always not always fun. No. But it's no one how to deal with that too. Yeah. So there's things between so between the Reiki, between the NLP and other I suppose other things. That's what's joined the dots for you, so to speak, to, to help you in your Yeah. In your, in your and community. also having great people around you, you know, having a community of people that that you're working with, or you know, whether I said earlier about a community or support yeah. that there is a network there that you have someone to reach out to if you're having a bad day or if you need that kick it ass just to get back going again yeah so to me that <laughs> so, that is important so anyone good. that's successful in anything has always had someone around them to yeah. um that support network is is important you're not on your own we're not meant to do it all on our own anyway we only think we do you know but well, there's, a, there's, a, there's only over seven billion people on the planet so maybe one of the reasons is for us to dig each other out every so often yeah Absolutely. And, you know, having that support and being vulnerable as well is important. Sometimes we see that as a weakness, but I actually see it as great strength. And OK, well, let's dig a little bit on this, if you're OK with this. Uh, what, is, what is vulnerability for you? What, what does that mean? For me, it's been totally honest with yourself, firstly, and yeah. um, being honest with others. Um, this thing of not being able to cry or shed a tear to me is bullshit. It's it's very healing. It's <laughs> no, very mental. It's healing. It's oh, healing. It's, I thought you said yeah. it's very appealing. Well, it could be too if it's healing. <laughs> yeah. But I think I, there's not, there's there's so many people that don't know how to be real with themselves, like unauthentic and just be happy with who they are. You know, there were always pretend, there's a pretense that is there as well. Um, because we're well in public or with family or whatever. It's being vulnerable has been being raw and being real to me. Yeah. That's that's what being vulnerable is. Showing up with all your shit if you need yeah, to. <laughs> warts and all. Absolutely. We all have them. Yeah. You know. And was it um was it scary to do yes. that? Like, again, did you just like, just so maybe the people, the listeners, like, is, did you just have this day that you an epiphany? Okay, today I'm going to be vulnerable. <laughs> or again, is no. that is that process of actually ah, uh, when I when I said how I felt there, actually it was really uncomfortable. But I now I've said it, I, or I've said it, or felt that emotion. Jeez, it's moved through me, and I feel better. Yeah, I feel it's um, 
I feel there's an element of acceptance. It depends on who you're with. I guess you have to be in a yeah. safe environment to be to open yourself up to that. Firstly, and um, that you feel secure, that you feel safe, and held in that. Yeah. I feel that's very important. Um, and that is because it can be perceived in many different ways. You know, so having, as I said earlier, support community, someone that you feel safe with is is important to do that um, is it something that you just decide you're going to be vulnerable no that hasn't been my in my case yeah, yeah. Um, you know i used to hate my feet because some a few other people used to say oh you have horrible toes so you take that on board that oh my god of horrible feet so you cover them up just because you wouldn't really show them off to the world in case they'd be offended by your toes and <laughs> 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 i'm using this and now you love your toes. Simple message. <laughs> now everybody's gonna love. Um, and I remember being on a, on a group call with someone, and this guy said, "Okay, everybody, be in your bare feet. Start to love, you know, your body, yourself, starting from your feet." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have to take off my socks." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it seems so trivial, but it's such a huge thing for you to even connect with your body. Because our body is listening to everything, you know, that we're internalizing or that we're feeling about ourselves. And what I started to notice was a few years later or a few years earlier, I had started to get uh, skin cancer in my toes, in my stomach, at the bottom of my back. And it was all the places that I used to say that I hated, you know, or the breast or whatever, you know, because you were breastfeeding and then maybe just not the way that they were when you were younger. So I started to, um, the skin cancer was starting to develop in the areas that I, I was telling myself that I hated. And so I, I went to the hospital and they said, okay, we've more tests to do, they remove certain parts, you'll have to come back after Christmas or whatever. I said, just leave me, give me six weeks, I'll have this cleared, I know I will. And I started to love myself back into health. And those parts, I used to bless them every morning, every evening. I would start to tell myself how much I loved me and everything about me. Yeah. And at the start, you don't believe it. But the more you the more you do it, the more you start to feel comfortable with yourself, whether it be in the shower or whatever. So that's how I learned about being vulnerable and actually loving starting your to show myself some more care and attention and realizing that every cell is listening to what you're telling it. And it's going to respond, you know, in some way. That's just my experience so far. But it taught me so much about how to love and respect our bodies as well as our, our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of it's not this, you know, it's something you say, oh, I tell myself I love myself. Oh, yeah. It's uh, well, I'm going to assume, but I, I, I'm asking a question as well. It's like you're saying it but or you're saying it or you're saying it aloud or whatever it is or giving giving that part attention yeah but the thoughts are changing and even though there's not you mightn't believe them you, you initially when you keep going back it begins to change is that correct or yes that that has been my experience yeah. anyway yeah. yeah pretty powerful stuff really isn't it <laughs> it is <laughs> It is because the, the evidence started to show that, you yeah. know, then when I went back, everything was clear. So, 
you know, would they be saying, what did you do? Or, you know, things have changed or it was the same when they had my brain scans and they're like, what did you do? And I'm like, I did X, Y and Z, you know, and they were like, but whatever you're doing, just keep doing it because you're having the physical and your body is showing very different changes by actually paying it more attention, care and love. And I feel that's important for everybody, no matter what you're going through um, or not going through, you know, just to start paying attention. Absolutely. Because it's so important. Yeah. No. There's a big topic there. We could dive right into it. I don't know whether to go there or not. (laughs) It's huge, though, Barry, but this is the stuff. These are the conversations that are not being had, that are not, you know, well, they are, but... (laughs) <laughs> not enough to you. Not enough, no, no. I mean, every child should be taught this in school, you know, and having boundaries for yourself as well and starting to respect respect your your life, your body, who you are as a person. Um, yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's moving in a, a direction where, you know, children are being heard and listened to, like, you know, I, I don't know about you, the amount of people, you know, young, younger children that, you know, they're coming with pains in their tummies and obviously, you know, the first thing, get the physical checked out, etc. Yeah. But the pain in the tummy, like, so that it's anxiety, whatever, but, you know, the uncomfortable emotions or uncomfortable feelings. So it's good in one way that it, it's they are being listened to now, like it's maybe it's not as much like, but I know you, I know you work with children as well, like, um, for the most part, they get it very quickly of how to, you know, how to anchor in an NLP technique or just basically how to how to talk to yourself differently in a more loving and compassionate, compassionate manner. And, and it's they don't have, for the most part, don't have as much of the O word, the resistance, no. that dirty L word. <laughs> so, like, no, it is good. I, I do. I do hear you like it, it. It's I suppose it does need to be more, but it's more than what it was. Absolutely, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully. It's, yeah. It's, we're moving along, we're getting there. Get there. Uh, we just want it quicker. I always want it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you have a master plan? <laughs> oh, no, I don't, no. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. No. But yeah, no, I hear you. No, it's just a, it's good luck full circle because it's very, it's easy sometimes, and I get I get caught on it. Easy to say, you know, need, there needs to be more. But given for if we look back to where it was, to where it's now, it's, it's more more than likely better for for kids. Like, but again, obviously they have different stresses and stuff. So yeah, it's great, and I, you know, you find that when a child comes along, the parents learn and so much more as well, or little simple things that they actually didn't really well, whether they want to or not. I know, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> But isn't it a great opportunity like it really is i feel sometimes the kids are bringing the parents you know oh every every, uh, every child is bringing the parent yeah it's, it's brilliant you treat it you treat a child or treat the family and as you said you know the children don't have the mountains of stuff yeah. you know so they're learning it early which is fantastic um as i said it's, it's great when young people come in the door i say it's just great because you don't have another 20 or 30 years of shit on yeah. top of uh, <laughs> it's now like i love it yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's that's brilliant and uh you have all your your kids nlp'd 
Well, <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing though to watch. Yeah. You think that they're not learning mm -hmm. from you, yeah. or you think that you're not really contributing, but they actually are taking so much on board. And I have seen huge shifts, you know, even in my own children. And um, so you, you, you may not necessarily example. be working on them, but they they are always taking it in, regardless. Um, give an example, because I have, uh, I won't say arguments, but um, some chat some discussions with parents that you know say their child doesn't listen i have to say they may not may not look like it but give it 10 years give it 15 years it's all going in so you've actually you've obviously shortened the time <laughs> but you know that's how we've all been programmed is what we have seen yeah. and what we've learned in as children growing up as well it wasn't really we didn't realize it yeah. until you do um yeah it's amazing it's fantastic I mean, there's still lots work, lots more to be done. Yeah, we're not talking about perfection, or yeah. Yeah. Is that that for me? Like, is that that that's a form of leadership? Yeah. I yes. I know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, as a parent, like you know, know like I, like a, I'm not a parent, like, but a parent is a is a is everything. It's a teacher. <laughs> it's a guy. They're they're a leader. They're ever, yeah. you know, particularly through their actions and not just what what they say. So that's what it sounds okay. like you, you've done. You've done your own inner work, continue to do on your inner work, you know, for you. And it's, it's obviously some of it is um, uh, been taken up by your kids. Would that be correct? I'd like to think so. Yeah, I I, I see um, I see how amazing they are, and I'm so so proud of them, but also that I was able to have the courage and the strength to to deal with my own shit too, yeah. and continue to. I'm not saying I have it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're not fixed. I, I'm, not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much aware of my own bullshit, <laughs> but like yeah. that. and I catch myself it. much quicker, you know, than yeah. making excuses, you know, because we can all make excuses till the cows come home. But really, as you said, you have to be a leader. You know, be a leadership or be a leader in your own life or in your own family. And that does it does rub off. And to you know, to show them that they can they're more resilient than than you think you are, you know, no matter what adversities you face, you'll get through it. Get through it when you've got good people around you and support and family is important to us. I'm saying not everybody has that as a high value. Yeah. going through people's value systems and seeing how um what's important to them and that each person's generally bringing something into a family unit as well yeah so we're not all the same we're we're very different um and it's important for us to be aware of everyone's unique qualities and gifts as well so to me that's important my girls always say oh you're always making excuses for this or that and i'm i'm like no you have to really take a look at everyone and realize that what's going on in their lives or what could be going on you don't yeah. need to know it but it's just yeah just having that awareness and compassion is yeah. where, I, where what i try to teach them generally they're teaching me as well though so yeah. it's, it's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you can't you're not going to get away with it that handy no no but it's great to be able to say that though yeah I mean, rather said... than thinking that the adult knows everything they don't actually yeah and is it, I don't know if that's the right word, like, but if, 
I'll say it anyway. Is it easier to parent? Let's say you're talking about parenting. Is it easier to parent that way as opposed to trying to be and do everything quote unquote right and all that stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it easier to to um? Look, you still have the same stresses, worries, etc. But that you can step back, or you, or not even step back, that you are acknowledging your priorities or your highest values. What's really, really important? Does it make yeah. has, has it made it? I don't know if easier, or somewhat easier, to to be or or to do to do that way. For me, it has been, yeah, yeah, because you're given everyone the permission <laughs> to be themselves, in one way. And you see in the qualities that each, you know, each child has. Yeah. Um, rather than I used to be the mother that needed to do everything to be yeah. perfect, to, you know, oh my God, sure, I drove myself crazy. Never mind. <laughs> I would have must <laughs> drove them, but and allowing them to fail and make mistakes, and because that's how they're gonna learn as well. Um, yes, you can be there for them, but doing everything for them is not always doesn't serve them very well either. Or I was that person that you didn't want them to have any stresses or any, you know, adversity, or you wanted to make everything smoothly, you know, but it, you're the one that's actually suffering with that. When you think that you're going to have everything perfect and um, that's not realistic really. So yes. for me, parenting, um, where I have this awareness of everyone and what's going on for them and being able to step back and allow them to make their own choices and make their own decisions. I have found it um, had a huge, huge difference to how I am anyway, and how I perceive and how it's given them themselves. Yeah. It's given what, sorry? It gives them permission to be, to be themselves and to mess up and to say that they're, yeah. I mean, otherwise you have a fantasy of how family life's going to be and it's not really very realistic when it doesn't go your way even you failed as a mother you know we have this idea or perception as women of how we need to be the perfect wife the perfect mother I remember one thing you asked me years ago you probably won't even remember but you said who do you feed first and I said well I'd feed everybody you know feed the oh, children yeah. feed James <laughs> feed everybody else that comes into the house that stood with that stuck with me for even to this day because I was always the giver, the giver, the giver. But I didn't know how to receive, and I didn't know that if I'm not nurtured and nourished, that I'm no good to anybody else around me either. So that always I've always be, said that you to learned, you've learned to be a queen bee. Yeah, well, no, I've learned to balance things, you know, know and realize that you don't need to be perfect, you know, because everyone's idea of perfection is very, very different. Yeah. And it's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. I see it with women all the time, you know, the serious pressure on themselves and not a bit need for the half of it, you know? No. <laughs> but no. there's not. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. So feed yourself first. Whoever's doing the cooking, feed yourself first and give yourself the biggest plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stuck with me because I was like, I was constantly the giver, but there has to be a, a balance of giving yeah. and receiving. Um, yeah, or else you're off whack completely. But particularly when you do have children, like it show, uh, 
<clears throat> for all the stuff you said there, it show, it's you're showing your children that you're valuing yourself. Now, it doesn't have to be with the dinner, it can be in other ways, but maybe it's an Irish yes. society, you know, Irish mommy syndrome, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where you sit down, where it's, whether it's once a week or once a month, you sit down and do something different. Eat, biggest plate and sit down first. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's any Irish mammies listening to this, that's your challenge. You want to respect yourself and show, but it's not it's, as much as it is about the individual, it's about, about the, the mommy, it's about those around, the influence of those around. And that's, that, yeah. that always stayed with me and my mentor, like, you know, like you mentioned that to me, like, especially when we're talking about people pleasing and all the rest or serving. So uh, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you're listening. <laughs> Just to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, all. I'm I'm, uh, only takes one thing. And yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, what for you, uh, we're just going to diverge a little bit slightly. Uh, do you consider yourself successful? Yes. There we go. <laughs> My idea of success is the end. I do, yeah. I, don't, I mean, no, I I there was a time. It was a time I wouldn't have thought I was successful, but again, it's a, our perception of what success is. You know, I've I learned how to, you know, deal with so much adversity and overcome it, and I feel I've been successful in that way. Also, with my own health. Um, which is <laughs> the difference between, you know, seven years ago and now is, is dramatic, you know, and it's been a process, but it, um, I feel I'm in a, in a great place. Success is not always what we might think it is or what it might look like on the outside, but absolutely. And no one knows how you feel on the inside. You know, people used to say to me, oh, you look great, you're doing great. I hadn't a clue because it's easy to paint the face and pretend yeah. you know that everything's perfect when you're dying inside you know and that's what I was like and um, now I know that I know how I feel in inwardly and that's what is successful to me and um, even though to somebody else it mightn't look like that but it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it's what you feel within yourself is what I feel is um success yeah, there's, is there more I'd like to do? Um, absolutely. Am I just enjoying life and embracing it and taking each day as it is? To me, that's success, you know? Um, so yeah, it depends on what your idea of success is. Well, it's very I'd, different for everyone. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and it's only interesting yours. That's my new question I'd ask, I guess. Because <laughs> as you said, everyone has a, everyone has a different, uh, a different definition and whatever yeah and right in front of me here i've got success resources the book sitting in front of me <laughs> what, what, what book sorry so it's funny what's the name of the book success resources oh there you go <laughs> it's it's a hypnotherapy <laughs> there you go <laughs> but again so you know you have yeah you, you sometimes you have to ingrain that that feeling or that idea of what success is and whether that be confidence or whether that be an inner peace or a strength yeah. or a change of mind and um, that's all it's all um there's so many elements to it honestly oh, i know yeah but, yeah absolutely like but as you said like and as important uh, 
what I feel is important or it's been very useful like for me is you know to, to, to define or have some form of definition as you say like what is success because some people are when they break it down they actually already are successful they just didn't realize <laughs> or don't yeah, yeah. powerful stuff yeah um, for me success used to be just getting out of the bed in the morning that that was a success <laughs> be able to make a dinner when you're sick you know that's exactly, there's yeah. so it's there's so much to it yeah yeah um yeah and it's always changing it's constantly evolving and changing as you grow so you know that's <coughs> yeah yeah absolutely um excuse me sorry i took a drink of water there and it went down the wrong way <laughs> but uh, i'm i'm okay i'm still alive <laughs> um great. well a lot uh, there's a few nuggets there and a few things there on the la on on what you've just discussed there now that's definitely going to stay with me uh particularly around success but uh before before we bring this uh this this podcast just to to a close for now I'd like to thank you again for uh, for agreeing to come on and to for being um I don't know if, if you're being vulnerable but you're definitely being open and uh, uh just just open to to see what way the conversation flowed and um there's there's lots of stuff there for for us all to contemplate and to reflect upon so thank you Martina thank you Barry it's, and it's a pleasure as always thank you <laughs> As always, of course. Yeah. For those who don't know me, that's me being sarcastic <laughs> to, to myself. Um, I was going to say, so how can people find you or get in touch if they want to, even to, to work with you or to find out more about you? How can they get in touch? Um, well, like I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, not so much on LinkedIn at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, or email. I don't know if you're adding that. Oh, I'll add, all, I'll add all the links. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll put the links there. So uh, Martina Crudden. I'm Martina Crudden or Martina Crudden Health and Wellbeing. Very good. Yeah. So, just in case anybody wants to reach out to you, you never know. I'll put all the links in the description anyway. Brilliant. So Martina, Perfect. enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for your time and we'll you talk too. to you again soon. Cheers. Bye bye.